0: Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky Nelson. Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Yes, 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 yes. Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free. And available on all platforms. Rough outing last night for the New York Islanders. They fall to the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-1. And the offense and the power play in particular just not getting the job done. We'll break that down. We'll have our key takeaways from the game. Plus a major milestone for Andy Green. And a full preview of tonight's game in Florida that finally closes out this 13 game road trip that starts the season, and we also have our Islanders birthday of the day and a lot more to talk about on today's show. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about, feel free to email the show. The email address is lockedonislanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice N Y R V S N Y I. Not a very encouraging out uh, output for the Islanders last night. They fall four to one to the Tampa Bay Lightning, and Realistically, the biggest issue for the Islanders, a lack of offense. They just did not get the job done offensively, and it, it really was the same old story. You know, before the game, Barry Trotz made some changes. Casey Sezekis did not play. Uh, not sure whether that was due to illness or a non-COVID-related illness was what was uh, being mentioned earlier before the game, uh, but Sezikis does not play. Insert Kiefer Bellows into the lineup. Take Noah Dobson out of the lineup. He was, I a, a, a believe, a healthy scratch. Sebastian Ajo makes his debut. And the line combinations that Barry Trotz went with to start the game, Barzal, Lee, and Parise as the top line. Nelson, Bevilier, and Palmieri as the second unit. Pajot, Bellows, and Bailey as your third line. And then Clutterbuck at center with Martin and Wallstrom as your fourth line. Chara and Pulak, Pellick and Mayfield, Aho, and Green as your third defense pair. But, you know, you shake up the lines, hoping to spark something. And what you end up doing when you do that, you're sacrificing the familiarity and the comfortableness, and you're trying to create a spark. You're trying to get this team to do something that they haven't been able to do. Well, it really didn't work out too well for the Islanders. When you look at it, this team did not get much going offensively. And Not only did they not have a lot of shots on goal in general, but again, so few chances of quality down close uh, scoring opportunities in the high danger areas. And it just seemed like these players were not willing to make the sacrifice of going to the net and fighting for that spot and, and, and scoring those so-called dirty goals. And you look down the stat sheet, look at this. J.G. Paggio and Josh Bailey, no shots on goal. Brock Nelson, Kiefer Bellows, Oliver Wallstrom, Matt Martin, one shot on goal each. No Islanders forward had more than three shots on goal, and only one player did. That was Kyle Palmieri. And it just wasn't enough at the end of the day. You're playing a team with a great goaltender like Vasilevsky and, a, and a, the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. You expect more effort from your team offensively you expect more fight in them and i'm not talking about the fact that pat maroon and Zdeno Chara dropped the gloves four seconds into this game yeah okay that was entertaining and i understand the statement that the islanders were trying to make but that wasn't going to get it done and realistically You know, the Islanders got the first goal of the game, Matthew Barzal, just 2.53 in, and then the the, the whole lead lasted 23 seconds, and after that, you never got the feeling that the Islanders were a serious threat to score. The power play, we've talked about it so many times. If I can see it, why isn't the coaching staff making the necessary corrections? You've got to move the puck. And you've got to move when you don't have the puck. So if you do have the puck, you pass it quickly, side to side, move the puck, make the penalty killers chase you. And moving without the puck does the same thing. It makes the four guys cover more ground, and that's what you need to do. And the Islanders haven't been doing it, and it's just unbelievable how poor The power play has been over the last four or five games. And for a team that struggles to score goals like the New York Islanders, that doesn't have that bonafide sniper, you need more production from your power play. And if you don't get it, you end up like the Islanders are in the bottom three or four teams in the league at goal scoring, and at the bottom of the power play rankings. And you know what? I don't care how good your defense is. I don't care if your defense is one of the best in the league. And you know, the Islanders defense is near the top. If you don't score goals, you aren't winning hockey games. And look, the Islanders got a grand total of one goal. And didn't get too many scoring chances after that. They scored less than three minutes into the game. And then did very little effectively, offensively, after that. So, just a big, big disappointment. Islanders dropped to 5-5-2 five, five and two on the season. And guess what? They are now officially, for what it's worth, in last place in the Metropolitan Division. Now, okay. You're at 500, you got a couple of games in hand on Pittsburgh, a game in hand, you got a game or two or three in hand on everybody, and you're not that far away from being able to, you know, get right back into the thick of this division race. But the problem is that this team just isn't showing anything. And they have got to do a better job of paying the price to create scoring chances. And would somebody just shoot the darn puck? This team is pass first, and that's okay to a point. But as Wayne Gretzky famously said years ago, you don't score on 100% of the shots you don't take. And I guarantee you, if you finish a game with zero shots on goal... You will not win that game. And the Islanders just have to change their approach right now as to the way they are going about things offensively. 31st in goals, 32nd in the league in assists, 28th on the power play. That Those numbers are not going to get it done. And 25th on shooting percentage in the league. When you're 25th in shooting percentage and you're not shooting the darn puck, I'm telling you, you're not going to score a lot of goals. So the Islanders need to really change their approach right now, and hopefully they will. Uh, Tonight, Florida, a tough opponent. Again, let's see if the Islanders show a little spark as they close out this 13-game road trip. We've got more to discuss, including a big milestone for Andy Green. We'll t- preview tonight's game against the Panthers, and we've got our Islanders' birthday of the day. More to get to right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar to you? You have got one device that lets you watch live TV another device that lets you stream your favorite shows and you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you got your neighbor's best friend's log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you could watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package want to thank everybody for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and yes, that does now include YouTube, so check us out there. Just do a search for Locked On Islanders, and you can find all of the most recent episodes uh, that we recorded and watch this podcast instead of just listening to it. Big milestone for Andy Green, and I definitely wanted to... uh, Touch on that because very rare, you know, not a lot of players get to play a thousand games in the National Hockey League. And Green accomplished that last night, his thousandth game. The Trenton, Michigan native was undrafted. How many players get a thousand games? Only a handful. How many undrafted players? play a thousand games in this league, let alone guys who have 50 goals total in that thousand games. I mean, Andy Green lasted this long in the league because he's solid defensively, he's smart with the puck, good in his own zone, uh, can pass the puck well, and is a great teammate who's willing to pay the price for success. Green never had more than 37 points in a single season, and that came a long time ago, back in 2009-2010, but look, broke in with the Devils in 2006-2007, joined the Isles in 2019-2020 at the trade deadline, and has been... A steady, reliable third-pair defenseman for the team ever since. So congratulations to Andy Green, one of the good guys in the National Hockey League. And uh, a 1,000 games, something that he very much should be proud of. And, and uh, you know, we know he doesn't have the time to play a 1,000 more, but hopefully he continues to contribute to the Islanders this year. Tough game tonight, 7 o'clock in Florida. It's on ESPN+. Plus. The Islanders taking on the Florida Panthers. Panthers 10-2-3 in first place right now in the Atlantic Division. But they have lost their last four games. So uh, the Islanders may be catching them at the right time. They were on a... Four-game road trip at the Rangers, at the Devils, at the Penguins, and then at Tampa Bay. Lost all four. Three of the four, however, were one-goal games. And you look at what Florida has accomplished. Third in the league in goals scored. Twelfth in goals against. The power play, 13th in the league. Penalty kill, 18th. This is just a solid team. And yeah, they've had some controversy. Joel Quenville, their coach, resigning as a result of the Kyle Beach uh, controversy. He was the head coach of the Blackhawks back in 2010 when all of that took place. But the team seems to be still playing solid hockey, and they're getting some great goaltending from Sergei Bobrovsky. He is 6-0-2 on the year, but listen to this. A 1.88 goals against average and a 940 save percentage, and that's without a shutout, believe it or not. Spencer Knight is the backup. His numbers are a lot more pedestrian, and yet he's still 4-2-1 and one on the season. You look at the lineup, I mean, Anthony Duclair has eight goals, Alexander Barkov with nine, Jonathan Huberdeau, 10 assists, as does Gustav Forsling. But, you know, top to bottom, this is just a solid, solid team. Top line, Barkov. Centering Huberdeau and Duclair, Sam Bennett is the second-line center, Carter uh, Verheghe and Sam Reinhardt are on his wings. Anthony Lundell, Anton Lundell is the third-line center with Owen Tippett and Frank Vitrano on his flanks. And then Itu Luisternen is the fourth-line center with Ryan Lomberg and Patrick Hornquist on his wings. Great top defense pairing. Aaron Ekblad and Mackenzie Wieger. Two guys who are talented and can move the puck. You've got Gustav Forsling and Radko Gudis on the second pair. And Lucas Carlson and Brandon Montour on the third pair. This is a team with speed. They can score. They can be physical when they want to be. And they are a difficult team to play against. Some injuries. Joe Thornton, the veteran pickup Now on the IR, as is Oli Yulevi, Noel Asiari, Marcus uh, Nutavara, and then day-to-day for Mason Marchment. He may or may not be back for tonight's game. For the Islanders, look, you know what? It's a challenge. The one thing they cannot do is mail it in. This is the last game of a 13-game road trip. It's a tough opponent. It's a back-to-back. Second game of a back-to-back on the road. Can't mail this one in. You got to fight for it. They play tonight. Then they're off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And you have the big, long-anticipated home opener Saturday against the Calgary Flames. The Islanders need to rededicate themselves. And you know what? Just shoot the darn puck. Shoot it more often. It may not be the most high percentage play, but I'll tell you something, you're not going to get so many shots if you wait for the perfect opportunity. It rarely ever comes, and the Islanders have to do a better job of realistically understanding that they've got to get to the net, get those dirty goals, and do their thing. As far as defensively, you know, they weren't terrible last night, but they can't let guys like... Huberdeau, Duclair, Barkov, Bennett, can't give him room to maneuver. And I wonder, you know, Sebastian Ajo playing his first game this year for the Islanders started off shaky, had some turnovers early, a couple of them ended up in the back of the net, but got a lot of minutes in the game because the Islanders had some power play time and he was obviously going to be out there. One thing that I don't understand, and I will address it more on tomorrow's show, sitting Dobson and putting Ajo in there still only gives you one really mobile defenseman, and I think it would have been better to have two kind of mobile defensemen out there. But again, we'll talk about that more on tomorrow's show and figure out where the Islanders are going to go with this. Tough assignment, tough opponent. But I think the Islanders have to show the character that this team showed so often last year and just get back to basics. When you're on a losing streak and the Islanders are now indeed on a losing streak, they have now lost three in a row. It's time to get back to basics. And I'll tell you something else. In those three games, they've scored a total of three goals. So put the puck on net and then Go get it. That has to be the bottom line for the New York Islanders in this game tonight. And we'll see if it helps them. Excuse me, over the course of the game. We've got more to talk about on today's show. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a lot more. So stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Online. We're back and better than ever, a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus and yes, Uh, BetOnline.ag will give Locked On Islanders listeners free money to bet on site with the 50% welcome bonus just for listening to this show. From basketball, football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So check out Bet Online, where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, the Islanders, uh, we're going to go back a little bit in time. Uh, we do have this week coming up one present Islander as our Islanders' birthday of the day. But today, We go back and wish a very happy 44th birthday to former Islanders center Josh Green. Green, drafted in the second round in the 1996 draft by the LA Kings, made his debut with the Kings in the NHL in 1998-99, but by the following season, he was a New York Islander, and he played 49 games for the Isles in 1999-2000, 12 goals, 26 points, solid numbers, Uh, add 41 penalty minutes, then join the Edmonton Oilers, New York Rangers for all of four games, and then the Washington Capitals uh, went back to Calgary, back to the Rangers, briefly with the Canucks, and the Ducks back to the Oilers. Moved around a lot, spent some time in the AHL as well. Played in Austria, played in Sweden, played in Finland. At the end of the day, 341 games played in his NHL career. 36 goals, 76 points, 1 assist in 17 playoff games. And quite honestly, his season with the Islanders was his most productive uh, in the National Hockey League. We're going to go back and look at one of uh, his better games with the Islanders. We go back to February 19th, 2000, at the Continental Airlines Arena. The Islanders and the New Jersey Devils. Islanders going with Kevin Weeks in goal, while the Devils had Martin Brodeur, the future Hall of Famer, uh, in net. Islanders get on the board first. Dave Scatchard is sixth from Kenny Johnson and Mike Watt, just 4.04 into the game one nothing Islanders, but a minute, nine seconds later, the Devils answer, John Madden, his tenth from Brian Rafalski and Randy McKay, all even at one apiece. Islanders get a power play chance when Christoph Oliwa was called for charging, and Tim Conley cashes in, his tenth from Mark Lawrence at 8.06, 2-1 Islanders, and then the Islanders get another power play chance. Scott Gomez called for roughing at 18.38 of the first period. And our Islanders' birthday of the day, Josh Green gets his 10th of the year from Tchaikovsky and Janssen at 19.58. Islanders up 3-1 to one after one period. Only one goal in the second period, and it was by the Devils' Mike Watt off for holding the stick. Jason Arnott cashes in for New Jersey, his 17th from Scott Gomez and Patrick Eliash. After 40 minutes, Islanders clinging to that three to two lead in the third. Dave Scatcherd, his second of the game, ices it for the Islanders, his seventh from Mikhail Anderson and Kenny Johnson at 12:04. Islanders go on to a four to two road win in New Jersey. For our Islanders' birthday of the day, Josh Green, he had a goal on two shots, and that goal was the game winner for the Isles, so a memorable game there for Josh Green with the game-winning goal. Josh Green, 44 today, and he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We have more to talk about on tomorrow's show I mentioned we'll talk a little bit about the decision to put Sebastian Aho into the lineup in place of Noah Dobson we'll have of course our key takeaways from the game tonight in Florida and we'll start to look ahead to the historic first game at the UBS arena which will be the Islanders next game on Saturday Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Thanks again for listening to the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go. Islanders.